From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that'll equip your team and strengthen hope. Hey there, Laura Howe here, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about mental health, which is an increasingly popular topic in churches, and that's for a lot of reasons. And one of those is that it is widely agreed that we are facing a mental health crisis, meaning that many of those in our congregation and local communities are struggling with their mental health. This is seen in an increase in use of medications and diagnosis of mental illness. There's also a greater awareness that the local church is much more than a house of worship or a place to gather believers. But in fact, if you look at the studies around well-being and positive psychology, you will see that they are identifying activities and mindsets that have been taught and practiced by the local church for centuries. And they're seeing these or labeling these as best practices to improve one's mental health. Of course, for those of us who believe that the word of God is truth, it just makes sense that the secular research is now supporting and affirming that topics like forgiveness, gratitude, belonging to and contributing to a community with shared values, these are all things taught in the Bible and these are found to support one's well-being. Now, the church isn't a club or an association or a place where we are just pumped up to get prepared for eternity, but the local church has the ability, and I would go as far as saying the responsibility, to support people's well-being. Individuals, families, and communities can be transformed because of the organic healing nature of the local church. Now, I'm not talking woo-woo stuff. I'm saying that the local church has been created, God created it in such a way that it fosters hope, it fosters well-being, and encourages people. Now, this requires that the local church be a safe place and not one that hurts and harms. And while I recognize that there are many churches that are shaming, blaming, and misusing power, and let's be honest, straight up are perpetrators of abuse, I believe that the majority of churches and the majority of pastors and leaders wholeheartedly want to support and help people. And this is why leaders must be vigilant in self-reflection and accountability to ensure that they are walking with people in a safe and hopeful way. In today's episode, we are going to be walking through five ways that your church can support mental health. And the first thing that I am going to share is top priority. The very first thing that your church can do to support mental health is have healthy leaders. Now, there's a term that I think we all need to be aware of. And I've heard it first from my friend, Dr. Thad Austin, and it's the term wounded healers. So often leaders approach supporting others from a place of woundedness or hurt. We were once hurt in the past and we want to help others, but we have not yet processed or healed from the hurt that we have experienced. 
As counselors, we are required to have supervision in order to maintain our license. And while this system is certainly not even close to perfect, its intention is to provide a safeguard to ensure that we are maintaining ethical standards and, and we are supported as caregivers We are te- and allows us to tend to maybe the hurts or wounds of our own selves before we connect with others. And I am among those who want to help others because of a wound I experienced. When I first started to work with churches, my focus was on compassion fatigue. And this is because I experienced compassion fatigue after about 12 years as a clinical mental health social worker. And during my time off healing and processing, I sought out more training and certification And then after some time, started supporting others in this capacity. Now, compassion fatigue isn't a weakness of a caregiver. No, Uh, it's or but it's when a carer or a caregiver is so giving, so nurturing, so selfless that they leave no time to refuel. Their empathy and compassion for others and for themselves breaks down and they become more and more depleted. Many of the church caregivers that I speak with are caring for the congregation in their job. They're caring for their families and in, in, in their home life on, on the weekends and evenings. And they're caring for their communities in, in their personal time and volunteer time. There's so much caring. You are wonderful, wonderful people. But it is a recipe for compassion fatigue, continuously pouring out until you're fatigued. And then continuing, and then we find ourselves continuing to care out of that space of depletion. So I say the most effective way that your church can support mental health is to ensure that your leaders are healthy. And you could do this by creating opportunities for supervision and check-ins, allowing for rest and refueling, and bringing awareness to the signs and symptoms of burnout and compassion fatigue, and use these as prevention opportunities. To support those who don't have access or or don't want to connect with a counselor, I created an online course specifically for ministry leaders on how to overcome compassion fatigue. Now, it's a self-guided course that leads the leader through self-reflection, assessment tools, and skills development to prevent and overcome compassion fatigue, and I will share the link to this course specifically below. So if you are interested in starting a mental health ministry or you're wondering where to st- where to start when thinking about how can your church support mental health, I recommend that you first start with your leaders, caring and creating opportunities for refueling. That's the number one top priority right there. Now, the second way your church can support mental health is to talk about it, talk about mental health. And so often this topic is relegated to a small group tucked away at the back room of a church on a Tuesday night. It's hidden and it's out of sight. But I believe that more people want to talk about it and and learn, but just don't know how Because I believe that we all have mental health struggles, every single one of us. Some days we are doing well, but other days it's it's harder. And the instances of mental illness are going up. So it's become less of an issue of maybe those other people, but mental health is now considered an issue for all of us. And I don't say that um, it's now considered as like research-minded. I think just as a general population, we all recognize that we all struggle with mental health from time to time. So we need to talk about it. Historically, there's been so much shame around the issue of mental health. 
especially in the church. But struggling with mental health is nothing to be ashamed of. Mental health is a human condition. So by talking about it from the pulpit or stage on a Sunday morning, you're pushing back against the stigma, saying this house, this church is a safe place where people can feel included, supported, and cared for. But for some leaders, it can be really hard to talk about mental health. Where do I even begin? I don't want to make things worse. I don't want to open up a can of worms that we can't sustain. I just don't know where to go. So I created a resource called Mental Health Sunday. Now, this is a free resource that gives you everything that you need to host a Sunday morning service on the topic of mental health. Now, it includes speaker notes or ideas for messages, social media, invitations, follow-up resources. I'm telling you, everything that you're going to need to talk about mental health on a Sunday morning. So if you don't know where to begin when planning a Sunday morning series on mental health, you're definitely going to want to check out mentalhealthsunday.com. And of course, I'm going to link it below. But I truly think that the second way that your church can support mental health is taking it out from the back corner of the church and putting it front and center and talking about it. Now, the third way that you can offer uh, support or for mental health is offer a small group. There are two different types of small groups. So it depends on your church, which one or maybe both would be suited for your church. The first type of group is called a support group. And the second type is an awareness building group, more of like an information group. Now, supportive groups are offering, are focused on offering support, comfort, and education for those who are struggling or their loved ones. Now, this isn't a therapy group, but it's a group of peers walking side by side as they journey through seasons of their life. There are a number of organizations that offer these types of groups. The first three that come to mind are Fresh Hope for Mental Health, uh, My Quiet Cave, uh, Grace Alliance are a few of them. I hope it's okay that I'm sharing their resources. I'm sure it's fine. Um, These are wonderful and they offer peer support opportunities for self-reflection, and an increase or education uh, in understanding of what mental health is. Now, awareness groups are like sanctuary mental health ministries. These are really wonderful groups. They are for everyone to attend, and they're focused on bringing awareness and education for people, not necessarily offering support for those in attendance. However, I have led a sanctuary mental health group, and and the feedback that I received from those who participated and who had a mental illness was that the group, they found that the group was supportive on a whole. But this feeling of support came from learning about and demystifying mental health and equipping the participants with language and a biblical understanding of mental health, rather than um, having opportunities to share their experiences or or reflect on their personal um, well-being within the group. It's more of an education and awareness building. And and these two types of groups are really, really great uh, for different reasons. And so you're going to need to look at your church to find out what would be best suited, one or the other, or maybe both for your church. And I think small groups are a really great option because it is a familiar model for most churches. And you're able to connect with more than one person at a time. And there's a lot of research supporting the benefits of learning and and sharing together as a group. So I would definitely recommend offering small groups as a popular way or a familiar way to support mental health in your church. 
Now, the fourth way to support mental health is through building a team. Now, once upon a time, there was a there was a time when the pastor was expected to be the primary person offering support in the church. They would do all the visitation, do all the counseling sessions, doing all the prayer. But this is not sustainable, nor is it realistic, especially when churches have more than a hundred people. I even then I don't think it's healthy to be the only caregiver for a hundred people. And I would note back to our first point on compassion fatigue on that. So if you want to be effective in supporting mental health at your church, I would highly recommend that you have a team or at least a few others who are equipped to walk with people as they struggle with their mental health. But I can understand that this is hard because finding volunteers is really difficult. I mean, it's hard enough to find volunteers for the cafe or for a greeter, let alone becoming a support for others. So I've created some additional resources. It's a free e-guide called Three Steps to Building a Sustainable Care Ministry. And I've linked that download in the show notes. And in this uh, tool or in this little e-guide or, you know, little booklet, I talk about how to find volunteers. And oftentimes these type of people are our first choice because we want to learn from and look up to these people. And I'm not saying that this type of person wouldn't make a wonderful volunteer, but I am reminded that while we admire strength, we as human beings relate to struggle. And so when looking for volunteers, look for those who have already overcome struggles. Think of those who have survived poverty, raised children while being a single parent, faced a cancer diagnosis, felt deep grief, immigrated to a new country or community, and had to learn a new culture. These are your rock star volunteers in care because these people have faced suffering and have the life lessons and wisdom to share. And they have a great amount of empathy for others because they too have struggled themselves. And so when it comes to your care volunteers, you want a diverse team. So if anyone is curious to read that e-guide, definitely link that in the show notes. But remember, if your church wants to support mental health, build a team of people who have experienced facing struggle, shame, defeat, and loss. These are the people that have built resilience and have wisdom, but they are also some of the most compassionate people you will ever meet. All right, so this fifth and final way our church, your church, can support mental health, our church, yes, the church as a whole, can support mental health, uh, is I would recommend that you offer ongoing training and education about mental health. And since we are super close to the launching of the Church Mental Health Summit, I have to mention it here because the Church Mental Health Summit is a great way to offer training and, and, and building skills for your team. The summit is good for your staff. It's wonderful for volunteers to learn more about mental health and faith. This is even a great opportunity for you to extend free training for all your teams So often we think that mental health is above the church's capacity or only for clinicians. And I would say you're partially correct. Assessment, diagnosis, and treatment of mental health is for clinicians and healthcare professionals. However, that doesn't diminish the role of the church and its leaders. 
Just because someone is going to counseling or seeing a psychiatrist doesn't mean that support from the pastor, small group leader, or prayer team is no longer valid. It's not a nothing issue. Or to quote my good friend Jason Moore, we can have both and. It's like that saying, the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Or at least I think that's the saying. Actually, I'm not quite sure, but that sounds good to me. Having clinical support is amazing, and it's necessary for very, many, many people. And the same goes for support for faith leaders. It is highly valuable and extremely beneficial. But when you pair these two together, it is extraordinary. When a pastor and a clinician work in tandem, that's offering incredible wraparound support for your people. But what is the role of the pastor? What does the Bible say about mental health? These questions and more are answered at the Mental Health Summit. If you want to support church... If you want to support mental health in your church, I recommend that you use the opportunity of the Church Mental Health Summit to train your staff. Use it to onboard your volunteers, or I've even heard people invite the whole church to view different sessions as a webinar and training. There is so much misinformation out there. And so by grabbing the Church Mental Health Summit and using it uh, to, to to its greatest capacity to train your team is so valuable to increase and level up the, the skills and the, and the knowledge of everyone on your team. Okay, so there you have it. Those are five ways your church can support mental health. The first one, supporting healthy leaders. So key. Number two is talk about it on a Sunday. We need to talk about mental health more. And by talking about it on a Sunday, decreases stigma and tells people you are safe here. Number three, offer a small group. This is a familiar model that you're able to impact a lot of people. You can either have a supportive group or an awareness group. Number four, build a diverse team. Connect and and see the strengths in other people and they can help build a culture of care by helping and being a support to one another, to their neighbors. Number five, offer ongoing training and education. And I highly recommend the Church Mental Health Summit. So this episode was jam-packed with resources and tools. I hope that you're able to find something that will help you support mental health in your church. Thanks for connecting. And uh, if you want to be kept up to date with all the episodes, make sure you click that follow button. Thanks so much and take care.